Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There is a place just for you. A place that embraces the promise of a warm spring night and a reminder to hurry home on a cool autumn evening. It is a place that exists above and below, where the surreal and sublime dance cheek to cheek. This is a place just for you to sit back and enjoy. Beautiful tales for the disenchanted. Our tale tonight is entitled The Ultimate, Chapter 28. Robert made his first call from the back of his taxi. He avoided any rideshare options so he could sit behind the driver, ring people and not have to worry about some nebulous star rating. Damien picks up immediately with a wise crack about how Robert's the only person he knows that uses his phone to make actual phone calls. What can I say? I'm old school, Robert says. He proceeds to tell Damien his plan that he's formulated with Greg. It felt like a solid idea that tackled how best to deal with a crazy homeless man without drawing the attention of the press or having to involve the police. Jewel wondered if both men were overthinking the situation. Greg and Robert exchanged glances before finally replying, Without a doubt, said Greg. But I think if this guy has the best of intentions in spite of being a bit loopy-la-la, maybe we can encourage him to get help. He didn't hurt Alfred, added Robert. In fact, Alfred seemed to enjoy his company. Do you judge all people on their responses to your cat, said Jill. Why do you think I've been single for so long? The last two women I dated were rude to Alfred or about Alfred, so bingo, they were on their way Oh. Jules shook her head and laughed before Robert and Greg continued with their plan. Am I the first person you called, says Damien. Robert puts his phone to his chest and asks the taxi driver to take a hard left into the city before replying. What do you think? Cool, 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 says Damien. If we're teaming up to take on a supervillain, then I'm in. I'm not certain he's a villain, replies Robert. More like, maybe he's the Hulk without turning green and smashing everything. Here's hoping that doesn't happen. What time do you need me there? Robert gives Damien the details and hangs up. Next on his list is Wendy. Are you fucking insane? She says once Robert finishes his pitch. Is that a trick question? Can I be honest with you? When haven't you been? Good point, Wendy says. 
I think you're overthinking how much anyone gives a fuck about you. I don't mean that in a nasty way, but you've spent so much time trapped in your own head, in your own world, that you don't realise the world has moved on. I don't mean to be cruel, but nobody gives a fuck. Just call the fucking police. Let them handle this. What if he goes nuts and, I don't know, kills everyone? Jesus, Wendy, says Robert. I'm just trying to be honest. He didn't hurt Alfred. Why would he hurt people? Because Alfred is an adorable cat and you're an idiot. There's a major difference. I'm guessing this is a no then. Robert heard Wendy sigh and then go silent. She was out somewhere, the background noise suggesting she was in a cafe. On the other end of the phone, the silence lasts for a long time and Robert pictures her making faces at him down the line. All right, it sounds like you need a grown up there. What time are we meeting? With Damien, Wendy and Greg locked in, that meant there would be four people at his place. A few extra people would come in handy, some people he could rely on. He wasn't far from Ultimate Comics, so Robert sits back and suppresses the urge to call ahead. Instead, he listens to the radio as it drones bad news into the taxi. Tensions thickening again between big scary countries as myopic leaders make decisions regardless of the effect on the rest of the world. Final warnings from scientists that the environmental tipping point has arrived. More school shootings in faraway places. Wars, protests, death. All the nightmares of the modern world presented in one neat package for the airwaves. Apart from the eclipse on Tuesday, there's nothing but bad news. Then it's time for the weather and the taxi driver snaps. Fucking rain. It always rains. Fucking rain, says the taxi driver. I hear you, buddy, Robert replies. If on cue, it begins to rain. Both men laugh. What's happening with the store? Robert had asked Greg as he helped him clear the dishes while Jill rested. They want to sell to these investors who want to buy the building, knock it down and put up apartments. It's the same story everywhere. What are the chances they'll sell? Greg looked at Robert. He looked tired, more tired than he'd ever seen him. Robert couldn't help but wonder if this plan to confront Kirk Allen was an opportunity for his best friend to have something else to think about, even if it were just for one day. It's going to happen. I guess we moved the business then. Greg sighed. I've already moved the business three times. I'm tired, Robert. I don't know if I can do this again, especially with a tiny crack in his voice and suddenly Greg ran out of words. Standing there in the kitchen, the two old friends who had known each other since they were kids stood silently, waiting for the moment to pass. Robert put out a hand and gently rubbed his friend's shoulder. Without thinking, Greg leaned in and embraced him, crying silently into his chest. Hey, it's okay, we'll work something out, said Robert. Are you trying to make out with my husband? Both men turned to see Jill standing in the doorway, a big smile on her face, her clothes hanging limply from her frame. Oh, thank God you're here, Robert said. He's trying to force me to touch him funny. Honey, I have to be honest, I'm leaving you for Robbie, Greg said, wiping tears from his face. Finally, she said. I can't believe it took you so long to finally come clean. They all laughed as Jill took Greg in her arms, then kissed him on the lips. Robert used all of his strength to make certain he didn't burst into tears as he watched this. To take his mind off this moment, Robert makes another call. Heyo, says Erica on the other end of the phone. Robert pitches his idea to her as the taxi winds its way through the maze of Melbourne streets. Is your life constantly full of drama, she says when he finishes talking. Yeah, well, of late it is, he replies. That's why I look like I do. It's a stress. I'm really 28 years old. Erica agrees to meet at his place at the allotted time. Keep the change, says Robert as they pull up out the front of Ultimate Comics.
His taxi driver says something funny about the weather, but Robert doesn't quite hear what he says. No, his mind was already on the next part of his plan, what some might call the tricky part. Robert walks into the store and looks around. No customers. That's not a great sign, but then again, the weather is terrible, so it isn't a surprise. He stops and listens to the music playing, nodding his head as he recognises the tune, if not the song. Finally, he picks the lyrics and mumbles the chorus to himself. Human hands, Elvis Costello, says Robert. That means Kylie is definitely in today. He sees Anissa at the counter, her face looking serious and in complete contrast to the colourful top she wears, a rainbow of zigzags across a white t-shirt. She looks at Robert and gives him a look that he finds difficult to decipher. Busy day, he says. Possibly the busiest we've ever had, she says with a smile, a look of relief crossing her face. Robert walks to the counter, removing his coat and flipping it over his left forearm. He's surprised at how wet he is, considering he took approximately three steps from the taxi to the entrance of the store. Hey, I've got a... Robert, can I talk to you for a moment? Anissa's face has returned to the serious look she had when he first entered. He feels a sense of trepidation make a home in his shoulders. Of course he can, but if it's about yesterday, can I just say, I'm sorry for sticking my nose into something that is none of my business, he says, leaning his right elbow on the counter. I'm an idiot, and I can't apologise enough for any stress I caused. Anissa looks down and then back up again. Robert can see she has something else to say and just needed a moment to galvanise herself before she speaks. No, 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 you have nothing to apologise about. I should apologise. I left without saying anything, I didn't come back to work, and it was really unprofessional. Robert nods. Technically speaking, it was unprofessional, but considering the way he'd conducted himself over the years, this feels like a blip on the radar. Look, I don't think you need to apologise at all, you know. Shit happens. We're good, right? Anissa nods. They look at each other for a moment, and Robert can see that there are myriad thoughts bouncing around inside her head. His first instinct is to let it go to move on, but isn't that what he'd do in the past? Maybe he should encourage her to speak her mind. That's the right thing to do, right? Right. What's going on, Annie? He finally says. Anissa looks about the empty store and nods to herself like she's been preparing for this moment for a while. There's some stuff going on, she begins, and for a split second Robert wants to interrupt and let her know that he's across it. Instead, he holds back. This isn't about him. Just let her speak. Let her tell him what she wants to say. I've got some of my family in town, a couple of brothers, and, well, I haven't seen my family in a long time. How long is a long time, says Robert? A few years, around four, I guess. Is that since you moved to Melbourne? They're still in Brisbane, right? Yeah, they live in Paddington, she says. Anissa pauses and rubs the side of her face with the tips of her fingers like she's attempting to remove a stain. Are you rapt that you've escaped the humidity of Brisbane for the endless rain of Melbourne, Robert says. He wants to give Anissa a break from her thoughts for just a moment. I know, right? I always admired the goths in Brisbane, dealing with that humidity, with that look. That's proper commitment, she says, smiling again. I totally agree. I had friends make fun of them, but being a goth in a cold climate is a walk in the park. Being a goth in that weather, you must really love Robert Smith. Anissa nods before continuing. I haven't had much to do with my family. They're very traditional. And as you can see, I'm not. No, that's unfair on my brothers. They're good kids, just young, finding their way. That type of stuff. Right, says Robert, not really following where this is going. They've come looking for me, and they're here for my parents who want to see me, and I'm... To be honest, I'm not coping. 
Robert looks to the entrance as two people appear under the awning to the store. He hopes they're not going to enter, not at this point, and he's relieved when he sees that they're just using it to shelter from the rain. I didn't know you were stressed, Annie. I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay, Robbie. You weren't to know. I do my best to hide that stuff. Yes, she does. Anissa is always smiling, always funny, always bringing a good mood to the workplace. On more than one occasion, she's turned a drab day into something more by just her force of goodwill. Robert wonders if he'd been paying more attention. Maybe he would have seen any turmoil below the surface. He realises that was never going to happen. It really has been a full-time job living his life with his head wedged firmly up his arsehole. You like your brothers, though, says Robert. Oh, yes, I love them dearly. I love my family, too. But they're, I guess, they weren't comfortable with me at a certain point. Robert understands what she is saying. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If things have become serious with Kylie, he can understand how they might frown on the type of people she would be interested in. You don't have to explain any further. I get it. It can be very difficult to explain to the older generation that sometimes who you like or into is very different from their world, he says, attempting to help Anissa come to the point that she is getting to. No, no, it isn't that at all, she says. Although, yeah, that's a problem too. Ah, what is it then? Anissa swallows and looks Robert straight in the eyes. The problem is... I didn't always used to be a Nisa, she says. For a moment, Robert doesn't understand what she means. Did she change her name? Could a name change cause such friction in a family that you'd move cities to hide from everyone? It doesn't quite make sense. Then again, who is he to judge other people? Everyone has their frictions to deal with, even if this one doesn't make much sense to him. Still, he feels like he's missing something. Anissa doesn't offer any more words, and Robert isn't certain what he should say. Then for the first time, Robert looks properly at Anissa. Not just the fun girl who works at the store, the girl who was always bubbly, the girl who was always quick with a joke or an interesting insight. No, for the first time, Robert really looks at her. He looks at beautiful Anissa with her dark skin and her cheekbones, her mouth. Robert studies her chin, her neck, her nose. Robert takes in Anissa for the first time in a new light and he can vaguely see the slightest hint of her history, who she was before but more importantly, who she is now. Robert finally understands. Can I ask a question, he says. Tears roll down one side of Anissa's face. Of course. Yesterday, when we were talking, you thought I was talking about something else. That's why I reacted the way I did, Anissa says with a little nod. I thought Kylie had told you something that wasn't her right to tell you. Okay, he replies. Kylie didn't betray your trust. 
I thought it was something else, and to be honest, it wasn't my place to bring even that up yesterday. That's okay, you were just trying to help. I guess, he says. Look, I'm sorry if I caused you any pain yesterday. Anissa wipes the tears away from her face and smiles that smile, that smile that makes so many other people feel good about themselves. It's okay, nobody's at fault. I just wanted to explain why I was so unprofessional yesterday and I hope that I'm not in trouble. I'd hate to lose this job. This is the first job that I've had as... as me, I guess. Robert puts his jacket on the counter and walks around to Anissa. I'm sorry to tell you this, Anissa, he says, but you're not going anywhere. We need you to hold this place together. You know your boss is a stoned idiot, right? Anissa wipes more tears from her face, but this time her smile is bigger, brighter than it has been all morning. You are pretty useless, Robbie, she says. I was actually talking about Greg, but I'll let that one slide. Two quick things. First of all, your job has never been more secure. Don't worry about that. Second, if you ever need someone to talk to, I'm always available. Late at night, early in the morning, any time of the day, I'm always available if you need someone to talk to, especially if you need an idiot man-child's fascinating theories about the world, okay? Anissa hugs Robert tightly, taking him by surprise. He slips his arms up and under her embrace, kissing her gently on the side of her head. You're seriously telling me you'll be available to talk in the morning, she says? Well, when I said morning, I meant more after ten, he says, as they gently untangle from their hug. He smiles at Anissa, rubbing her shoulder with his hand. Seriously, I'm here to talk. Can I help with anything? Anissa bites the corner of her bottom lip. No, no, thank you. My brothers are... They're doing their best too. They just want me to come home, see the family. Things didn't go well when I first went through everything and I felt like I wasn't getting the support I needed, so I just moved. Start everything again without the stress, you know. I get that, he says. Would you like to see your family? Yes and no, she says. I miss them, I miss all of them, but I don't want to see them and have them say anything to me that makes me angry again. A man walks in with three children, and while he shakes the wet umbrella just outside the entrance, the kids run to the comics, their high-pitched voices singing with delight. Showtime, says Robert to Anissa. Do you want me to handle it? No, you'd fuck it up anyway. I've got this. I've got a favour to ask you later, but can I just say, this isn't the end of this conversation if you don't want it to be, okay? Anissa nods. Is Kylie here, he asks. Yeah, she's out the back moving stock about and cleaning things up. Robert picks up his jacket and makes his way to the office as Anissa greets the children who stand overwhelmed at the choices before them. At the door to the office, Robert knocks and waits for a reply. He doesn't hear anything. He feels foolish knocking on the door to his office, but instinctively he knows it is the right approach. Eventually he enters and finds the room empty. He walks over to the door to the stock room and knocks again, this time hearing Kylie's voice call out a muffled reply. He throws his jacket onto his desk, knocking over a stack of graphic novels and an empty coffee cup. Robert winces before deciding he'll deal with that mess later. He opens the door and pops his head in, but there's still no sign of Kylie, only rows and rows of boxes full of comics. Kylie, he says. Hi, Robbie, she says, standing right next to the entrance, slightly out of view. Jesus, be careful, I'm in heart attack territory these days, says Robert, trying his best to stifle the genuine fright he just experienced. Considering everything else you've ingested in your body, I guess I would be the one who'd end up on the murder charges for your death. She walks past him with a bunch of loose comics in her arms and begins stacking them on one of the few empty shelves in the overstuffed storeroom. The lighting is so dark it suddenly feels like it could be the middle of the night. Kylie manoeuvres an empty box to one side and begins placing the comics inside. Robert looks at her t-shirt and finds a way to break the ice. Nice Costello t-shirt. Was that Imperial Bedroom I heard playing when I walked in? 
I don't know, it's a Spotify list, so I have no idea which album it's from. Feels like an Elvis Costello day, she says. Robert stands at the entrance like a vampire waiting to be invited in. Kylie doesn't say anything and Robert begins to feel foolish hovering in the doorway. So he enters the room and closes the door. How are we going to do this, Kylie? Says Robert. What do you mean? Robert does his best not to sigh. He knew this was going to be tricky and he wishes he'd been incorrect. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Look, I'm sorry how yesterday played out. Kylie stops packing and looks at Robert with dead eyes. Fine, you should be. Is that what you stopped by to say? I just spoke to Anissa and we're cool, he says. Kylie returns to placing the comics in the boxes. Good old Anissa, she's always been soft. Glad you worked everything out. Kylie, stop working for a moment and talk to me. Kylie sighs a loaded sigh, places the comics down alongside the box, walks from behind the shelves and folds her arms across the bespectacled face of the rock icon on her t-shirt. She still fails to offer any words, so Robert continues. Yesterday was a clusterfuck and it's my fault, he says. Regardless of what I thought I was doing, I was wrong. I should have kept my mouth shut. Anissa obviously thought I was talking about something else, hence her reaction, but we've spoken and I'd say, it's good now. Back to normal. Back to normal, Kylie says with an ironic chuckle. Did she tell you what she was upset about? Yeah, more or less. So everything is back to normal then, according to you. Robert crosses his arms, notices his body language and instantly uncrosses them. What would you like it to be, Kylie? I don't know, Robbie, she says, her eyes reddening. You spend so much time thinking about you and how bad your mega rich life is. And yes, I know you've been through stuff, but you have the luxury of hiding from the world. The rest of us normal people have to keep facing up to the day so we can survive while dealing with our shit. You've got it easy, white guy, rock star, millionaire dude, just doing whatever you want and not giving a fuck about anyone else. So the woe is me crap is old. It's boring. And just for once, it would be nice if you were really present. That's right, I'm the arsehole here, Robert snaps back. What, I'm not allowed to be anything but happy? The shit I've been through, money doesn't shield you from that. And I don't see you ever giving off a different vibe, what with your sassy attitude, with your little quips and sense of intellectual entitlement that allows you to believe that nobody is as smart as you. Well, guess what? I could fire your ass for leaving the store yesterday, leaving your boyfriend here by himself while you ran after Anissa. I'd be entitled to do that, but I'm not going to. And you know why? Because you're such a fucking great guy, Robbie. Robert takes a deep breath, letting the anger loose from his limbs. No, Kylie, because I do care. I do want to make a difference. I came in for two reasons. The first being that I wanted to see that you're okay. Kylie stares at Robert and he prepares himself for another barrage of anger, but instead she unfolds her arms and lets her shoulders relax. I'm okay, says Kylie. Okay, he says. Okay is good. Okay is a starting point, right? I guess, says Kylie, shrugging. Robert takes a moment to read the situation and decides to ask a question anyway. How are you and Damien, he says in almost a whisper. It's all a bit fucked up, but he's good. And you? Kylie smiles a non-convincing smile. I'm fucked up. All right, says Robert. I'm fucked up too, but I think I'm getting there. Maybe I can help out, if you want help, that is. With everything. It's okay to say no, no. Robert raises his eyebrows. Well, that was quick. Kylie puts up both hands and waves them quickly for a short burst. No, I don't mean I don't need any help, but maybe, maybe just not right now. I get that. He offers his hand, the palm facing upwards and the fingers stretched out. Kylie eyes it suspiciously and then extends her hand. 
Robert smiles at Kylie while they shake hands. Crazy world we live in, right? Says Robert. Yeah, let's keep it that way, says Kylie. At that point, the door to the storeroom opens and hits Robert in the back. From behind the door, a muffled, sorry, is heard before Anissa pops her head around the corner. Are you okay, Robbie? It's all good. Careful, Annie, says Kylie. Robert's in his 50s and could drop dead at any moment. How dare you, he says, mock offended, before he turns back to Anissa. What's up? I was just ducking back here to see how you guys are going. Robert looks at Kylie, who nods in his direction. We're all good, Annie, he says. In fact, this is great timing because I have a favour to ask. Kylie and Anissa share a look before turning back to Robert. We're not sorting out your love life, Robbie, says Kylie. Robert laughs. I'm quite capable of fucking that up on my own. No, what I need to know is, do you guys have any plans for tonight? Thank you for joining us. You're always welcome here. Remember to avoid danger with strangers and never accept advice from mice. We hope to see you again here soon. Until then. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.